0: Take a sweet. Ooh, it's almost that time. Yeah man, sweet. Podcast, yeah, man. The Swig Podcast, man. We got to tune in. Hey, man, let me grab this beer right yeah. quick, man. Yeah, let me Take get my drink spot. ready. don't yeah. yeah. right Shoot, man. They be talking about all types of the, band, the, boggers, the man. The lagers. Man, there's some like, beers whoa. I ain't never even heard of on there. Hey, we about to learn about them, yeah. though, too. Yeah. Let's do this. Here we go. What's up, world? It's Kramer Deans, a.k.a. The Beater Brother. Hailing all the way from Atlanta, Georgia, here with my co-host,
1: Shani Hadia, the Marvelous Gift. I'm back, bitches!
0: Yes, we're just two black uh, beer nerds talking about our brews and views. And what do we mean by brews? I'll tell you. We're talking about beer, and we're just going to talk about black culture and the things that just matter to black people in our community. Um, And we're just going to go right into it. Um, We both love craft beer, and we're just going to start off by talking about just some of the things we like about craft beer and how we got started. Um, Right here and sitting right next to me. I got the shock top It's a Belgian white and shine. What do you have next to you?
1: So I'm cracking the extra pale ale 420. This was um This was the beer that really got me in the craft beer. I I was drinking You went right for it. I went right for it (laughs) Um, well, I guess you know what I will I'll bring it back a little bit, but I don't like to count this one Yingling Yingling was the one that kind of was my transition beer coming out of Bud Light. I was like, oh, no, I drink Yingling. Like, I thought I was doing something at that time. And uh, I wasn't. I wasn't. So then I had a 420. And that's when I realized, like, you know what? I like craft beer. I, yeah, I do.
0: <laughs> I feel you on that 100%. I was Heineken. I thought that was like the epitome of craft beer. And was I wrong?
1: it'll
0: do Um, it to you it'll do it to you but you know everybody gotta make that transition right I gotta shout out my uh, junior roommate uh, at college he showed me a shot cop and that was kind of the beginning for me I first said with that I was like bud what
1: Yeah. so I don't even know I couldn't tell you who put a yingling in my hand or who put a 420 in my hand Uh, I mean I'm New Orleans born Atlanta raised so Sweetwater is in Atlanta. So I'm, I'm guessing I was somewhere and it was either, it probably was like a happy hour. And that was the beer on happy hour to be all the way honest. And um, I drank it and I was like, you know what? This got a little kick to it. And I always like drinks with kick. Like even when I make my liquor drinks, it's a little bit of a lot of bit liquor in there. <laughs> <laughs> no, a not- little bit, a
0: lot of bit. <laughs> i gotta have my alcohol on there for sure so it definitely evolved from here to some things i'm drinking now i got now i'm into like stouts a lot especially imperial style uh like tailgates uh imperial peanut butter jelly uh milk stout um I love oh we
1: had that of, uh, uh that's what we cracked uh when when we first got in here the peanut butter and jelly yes joint. we
0: did yeah and so it's just like a smooth, good weight to a good mouthfeel. And it tastes like peanut butter and jelly to me.
1: It did taste a little like peanut butter and jelly. It, you know, like I'm not big on stouts. I'm becoming bigger on stouts. Yes, it's should. a good, <laughs> they have a lot of flavor. So when you when I'm looking for something that's a little more um, dessert-like, I could rock with a stout. But as far as the um, what my everyday drink is, it's going to be more of an IPA. I am going to enjoy an IPA. Right now, I'm going to go ahead and crack this 420 because I'm ready to go ahead and uh, get to drinking.
0: Uh, I'm right behind you. I'm about to open up this uh, shop top here, which is kind of crazy. I know it's not a stout, so it's kind of crazy. I went from a Belgian white to stout, but hey.
1: Yo, you went from like one extreme to the other.
0: I really did really did that's usually how my life goes i I end up in another another place i usually ask how do i get here who brought me here it's oh it's me so
1: speaking of being brought here or who brought you here what brought us to craft beer i'm sure y'all are wondering like why is it that we're so into craft who wants to do a podcast about craft beer um well we do first off that's why we're here welcome to the swig um but for craft beer uh i I just really like the taste of beer first off like i really enjoy drinking it
0: yeah i do too and it's usually i'm not gonna say a lot it's usually always cheaper than getting a cocktail at most places this is true
1: this is probably what started me with craft beer going to a happy hour and you can get a 420 for like three dollars and a a drink would be substantially more
0: yeah like $10, $12. $10, $12. I'm like, ah, I can drink four 420s or four shock tops compared to one. Let me get those four real quick. Let me get that up about you.
1: So even though the cost was cheap, I found that it is not that that cheap nowadays. But it was easier to really just get started with a with a beer. Even if I would get a beer and a shot, I still like the beer was easier for me to sip. I wouldn't have all that sweetness. So I just got started with beer and I've just fell in love with it, honestly. Um I would go to breweries and I realized that I'm the only fucker in here. Right. Like um, it's not many black people in breweries.
0: It might be me coming in another time separate from you so we don't even cross each other's paths.
1: Right. So. Or you see another black person and it's like two people, but it's never a group. You will see um a group of white people like they this is where they yes. convene This is where they hang on, you know, Saturday
0: afternoons.
1: I like hanging on Saturday afternoons. I like breweries. But I also wanted to connect with people who look like me. So I want to
0: see the representation of like myself. When I walk in, I want to see five black people sitting there and then the white people still doing their things or anything like that. Or like even seeing a black beer tender uh, there being knowledgeable and seeing things like that um kind of gives people inspiration on seeing like oh we can hang here too yeah when you walk in you feel a little motivation it's like
1: oh okay like somebody's i I, you see yourself in that brewery and so um when i was so when i was going into the breweries me and my wife we would um then girlfriend then fiance now wife like because we go to breweries and that's kind of our thing um We would go in, and I I sat there, and I was like, you know what? I want to create a meetup group that helps us, I mean, that that brings people together. Because I was like, I know I'm not the only one. I know we're not the only one. There are other beer drinkers out here. And I just needed to, um, I I created the community on Meetup. That's where uh, the Black Beer Experience was born, in a brewery, and me wanting like-minded people or like-faced people? what would be the appropriate but whatever you get what i'm saying
0: (laughs) i got you i I definitely feel the same um i'm definitely like trying to get my girlfriend into craft beer slowly but surely making progress we Mm -hmm. got her into the pilsners and the cultures of the world so we're going to try to keep working on that here in 2020 (laughs) and get her to expand that a little bit but her home base can always stay with cultures there's always some good stuff out there in that world um, but, yeah, for sure, like, I always liked the craft beer world, but everyone I talked to that's, like, a professional in there did not look like me, didn't sound like me, didn't think like me. And mm-hmm. it's kind of hard to keep up that motivation of, like, keep getting into the craft beer world. But, like, giving you, know, you should shout out, uh, Shani, for the Black Beer Experience. That's, like, a huge group. It makes... People like us feel welcome, and We have somewhere we can go and we can feel safe and have that safe space for us.
1: Yeah. it. Um, you know, I've had... I think 20, 2019 was my most um, consistent year. Mm-hmm. So, we're going into our third year now. But 2019 was a consistent year. And it was me... Uh, well, really, I'm going to give a lot of credit to my wife, AC. Shout out to AC. That's producer. You know what? We gotta pause like
0: some rough significant others out here in these streets
1: yeah they probably send back like what in the hell no don't do it we're not not on camera ladies we're not on camera (laughs) so y'all can just speak up you know real quick um these are our producers they are supporting our craft beer dreams our um in what is like champagne wishes and caviar dreams, <laughs> <Something like that. laughs> crab beer wishes and chicken wing dreams. Hot wing uh, <laughs> <laughs> <Pop-ing laughs> Put so, some lemon pepper in there. AC, you want to say hey to the people? Hey, people. You. That's mm-hmm. all I got. I'd like to be in the background. This the bougie black hippie always in the background. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Hola.
0: That's my girlfriend
1: Ashley, aka. Yeah, this is Ashley. Um, yeah, I'm just, you know, drinking my cider, chilling, you know, staying in my lane, happy to help, and sliding back into the background. <laughs> Ashley is drinking a tailgate slider slider cider. That'll sound good though. A slider does sound good.
0: A slider does sound
1: good. <laughs> <sighs> we have talked <laughs> I haven't even had that much beer, so <laughs> right. that is that just a slip of the tongue. To <laughs> I ate dinner and everything. I don't even know, but
0: we just greedy yeah. out here. Let's just call it what it is. <laughs> yeah,
1: food is something that we're actually going to talk about on here from from time to time because what goes with beer? Food. <laughs> you, I mean, we could say chicken wings, but with craft beer, there's so much we can play with. Like it doesn't, um you don't have to limit yourself to chicken wings. But oh if you God. want to limit yourself to chicken wings. That is not a bad choice. That's not a bad limitation at all.
0: <laughs> no, not at all, and definitely can make or break like your meal at a at a place as well. So make sure you pick the right things for yourself.
1: Now I know you're trying to get Ashley in the craft beer, but what is it that like intrigued you when you went to the breweries or when you had your beer? Like, what made you say, "Oh, I want to learn more about this"? For me, it was
0: just like the different styles. I didn't realize how many styles there were in craft beer. I always think about pilsners and Lagers because of Budweiser, Bud Light. Those are like really commercial and they push those hard. But you don't hear anything about uh, peanut butter milks out from someone. Mm-hmm. You don't, that does get pushed out. You don't hear about Hefeweizens out there in mm-hmm. the world and things like that. And I start seeing these and tasting them and like people describing them and then what they describe is like literally what you taste and what you feel once you drink that mm-hmm. um i really like that and it was just all, all that stuff was just like super simple to me and just like it's super intriguing like how you can get this fermented liquid to taste like peanut butter and jelly right or right you can get this taste like oranges you can taste make this taste like raspberries so I was like all like just not even the taste of it like the science behind it like How did you get here? And, like, why did you get here? Like, how do you make sours and IPAs? Like, how are they so vastly different, but yet they're still beers?
1: Yeah. So, for me, I wasn't even... I I just, like, craft things. So, if it's uh, food, if it's alcohol, wine, if you're telling me the process that you're going through, I'm much more intrigued. Me and my friends went to Jacksonville. This was... Maybe 10 years ago, we went to Jacksonville just on a whim and um, one of one of the uh, attractions in Jacksonville. And if you ever been to Jacksonville, Florida, like, you know, there's not much. So um, family
0: down there. Yeah.
1: (laughs) So the Anheuser-Busch Brewery is there. And, so, and like big production facility so we did a tour and at the end of the tour they gave they had us try different Budweiser's I don't remember which ones we tried specifically but um one was a little more craft-esque and just tasting the different styles of beer and having learned how it was made I already I already wanted to like Try more beer and really right. see what it and this was me come to bud budweisers, you know um, and then we went to Denver for a trip where um I had craft alcohol, like it was um a distillery oh. so I don't even drink gin like gin make you Man. sin. <laughs> gin make it sin you know very, what i'm saying very rare like, yeah a
0: good gin tonic on a summer day like uh, see i, I didn't have sometimes. that feeling
1: and i still don't uh-huh. even fully have that feeling but from this so distillery here, in there, <laughs> right but this distillery like they broke down how they made it what they put in it and so when i'm tasting this gin i'm tasting the craft of it And so those things like that is when you tell me what I'm supposed to be tasting, don't just leave it to my imagination. Cause like, if you didn't tell me what you were putting in here, but like, I'm like, Oh, you taste like, like piss water. Like, (laughs) but if you're telling me what, well, it still does kind of taste like it. But, um, (laughs) but when you, when you're breaking down what I'm supposed to get from whatever said liquid was, Mm -hmm. or food or whatever craft item it is i'm much more interested and so for me it was a no-brainer when i started really enjoying beer like i gotta i want to learn more about
0: it we would we would do um you know what to search for kind of yeah you're just not like grabbing at like whatever it tastes like you can have this you'd be like oh it tastes like raspberries like no, nah, girl it's got orange
1: mm-hmm. in it. Yeah, but it's it. okay. If right. that's what if you if your taste buds gave you raspberry, then that's a raspberry beer to you sis. and I don't know how you did it, but you know, when we first got in the breweries, I don't think I realized that you could really just go in and order a beer and sit down and have a drink. We would go to Groupon. We were going to Groupons and it was like, "Oh, we could do this tour." And it was a cheap, fun experience for us. Cause it was like a $10 for a tour at the end of it. Five to
0: $10 for a tour. You get the tasters. That's the game changer.
1: At the end of it, you get tasters. Or you during it
0: depending on what or, brewery yeah. it is.
1: That was like, man, we would get the Groupons. And after a while we were like, you know what? We're, we're tired of learning how beer was made. We just want to drink it. Maybe we should stop getting the tours now and we can just have <laughs> we can just have beer at the breweries. Then we started going to breweries, and we would get flights.
0: That's okay. the way to go, though, at at a brewery, especially if you don't haven't been there before. Like, get a flight of usually like their flashes stuff. So the things that made them them is usually going to be the best breakdown for breweries to me.
1: Let's just let's bring it back for people. So a flight, it's like four to six tasters five ounces or less and you just you you taste the beer you get a you get to sample it and usually the the flights are about the same price as a as a beer maybe a couple um dollars more and you can go there and you get an array you don't have to commit to one style
0: yeah exactly and it's like all types of different things six different things right? I get stuck to one thing after that if you want to go with one you had or try something completely different there's the ability to do that through different pours and things like that which is like the cool thing about breweries that i really love is you don't have to commit to one thing
1: man that, com- around. that commitment is that, that commitment is scary because there are some interesting beers out there I think th- there's a beer for everybody, but also there's a lot of beer that, like, just you as a a drinker would not want to drink. You know, it, it it's just not going to be for oh, you. yeah,
0: for sure. Some places just do too much. Like, we, I went to a brewery down in, uh, well, me and Ashley went down to a brewery in uh, Huntsville, and they did, like, everything you could do to, like, a stout beer, like, barrel age, threw it in a wine barrel, da, 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 da. And it's just, like, you could taste it. You're like, okay, y'all tried way too hard to get something that's complex. So, like, (laughs) usually complex is just, like, stone fruit, something else, and blah, blah, blah. That's it. They did everything you could and tried to throw it in the beer. And it was, like...
1: Calm it down but at least if you do a flight you don't have to commit to drinking that whole beer Mm -hmm. you know you're even like you'll feel more comfortable letting a couple ounces of beer go two to three ounces of beer go rather than getting a 16 ounce beer or a 10 ounce pour and you can't stand it that other thing is breweries are very forgiving they if you did not like a beer You can go ahead and you can take that back. Um, Another thing that a lot of people don't know is you can sample the beer before you commit. So a sample of a beer is even less poor. You get get maybe one to two sips to see if this is a beer that you would want to drink. Now... I would say for, and you tell me if you would agree, samples are for people who know what style of beer they like. And they're trying to just decide which, like, for instance, IPA. IPAs have a wide range. So Mm -hmm. when you come in and you have uh, 10 different IPAs, you're trying to figure out which IPA you want. Right. A sample, or get that done for you. I would get a flight because I would probably want to try all of them again. with well, IPAs, I'm a thing. But you're gonna have um, some people who just want to get a couple tastings of it and and settle on a specific IPA. A flight is good. It's really good for those who don't know what they want, and they might be trying everything from loggers to stouts, IPAs, pale ales. Like you'll have a little bit of everything on that flight. And it's a good opportunity to um to just try the board.
0: Yeah, yeah, most definitely. I think uh flights would be best, I feel like for me, I and 50, 50 on that. I think like flights are really good for like the first time beer drinkers. Uh sometimes. So it's like, Oh, I've had like a Stella before, so I was like I want something like a Stella and then like they might usually they're gonna be with someone that attends that brewery all the time so it's gonna be like oh you like that kind of style these these and these you want to try these and then
1: man but in. i don't know if uh i would say a stout would be a good one to start off let me tell you why people get messed up on stouts um they get messed up because of guinness
0: yeah they do like Guin- <laughs> guinness is like the Pioneer, and it shouldn't be necessarily when it comes to for stouts. Uh Yeah, specifically, I don't think it should be. I think you need to go like somewhere like local crab like kind of low key place that has some good stuff to really get like a full spectrum of like what a stout is.
1: Right, but so they come out and then like, oh, I don't like dark beers. (laughs) They and
0: And and that's where they come in. A lot of there's a lot of deception in beer. But you
1: know, the other part is. Stouts are becoming a little more pastry now, Mm -hmm. but I don't. I want to. Dirty for sure. You know, we mentioned um, we mentioned going to the breweries. Mm -hmm. And not seeing ourselves. Right. So I'm gonna ask you, why do you think like we black people aren't at
0: breweries? Uh, it's kind of like a two part answer for me. Um, first part is like you walk in, don't hear the music, and you don't see yourself. That's immediately like right off the bat and like we want to be in places especially like in this social climate we want to be in places that where people all look like us and we want to f- we want to feel comfortable and we want to feel like when we walk in we don't think that something's going to happen like not necessarily like violence or anything like that or like something like that. it could be just like just like an ignorant question from a patron or from even like the bartender I, for me that's on that's one side of the answer and the other side is just like sometimes it's just the taste sometimes like that mouthfeel sometimes it's like a little too much
1: yeah i mean
0: be, be too much for people because there's some beers even for me and i love crap it was like this hits me way too much in the mouthfeel like it's so, just too much going on i can't handle it so
1: let's 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 dive into like a little seg, a little sidestep to mouthfeel so he mentioned this the other day when we were talking about the episode and i was like you know what that's a really good example and like y'all probably like what the hell is mouthfeel so (laughs) when you drink a beer there is an an after taste after yeah what's left on your tongue or even as it's going down like how does your mouth feel so you have thicker beers you have some thinner beers you have like milkshakey type and beers. I, even
0: hazy beers can have like a thick residue feeling in yeah as well sometimes
1: so if you aren't drinking um orange juice and and vodka or if you like i'll give the two good comparisons like a orange juice and vodka and a cranberry vodka those are two different mouthfeels. typically your orange um your orange juice and vodka is going to be a little thicker because your orange juice is thicker cranberry thinner it's a easier feel on the mouth right so there's the same in beer and i was like i never really thought of that i think a lot of people don't like the mouth of some a lot of beers that they taste so there's a level of you got lagers that might be that don't have a thick mouth but they get that oh it tastes like pee some and i think like that's a very ridiculous description for a beer outside of um maybe your cheaper
0: beers cheaper more commercialized beer yeah a lot of people will like categorize that which like i hate like anheuser bush and all them because they water down lagers and pills are so bad yes a lot of people like this tastes like pee i'm like no it doesn't i I promise you it doesn't pills and lagers are actually really delicious if you get the right
1: if you get the if you if it's craft like if somebody actually put some time into it um so, when you I just wanted to kind of give people an idea when we say mouthfeel, that's going to be a term that's used um that's a commonly used term in craft beer. So, we will be talking about mouthfeel. And uh, <laughs> so you say like black people are, they have a different mouthfeel. Like they are concerned or they're not feeling some like, of the yeah. beer. Because
0: the, they might get the, the wrong texture one of beer. it's like too much. Like you kind of know what you yeah, get yeah. with uh, with beer. Like you can get the wrong one and it'd be too much for you where like, I just throw, like, tailgate, for example. You might mess around and get the lager when you should have got the a Shandy the shandy do from there. And it's like, the lager hits a little bit different. It's going to be more malty and sweeter, and you might not really like that. You might want something more easy drinking. And you didn't know that, and now you're like, oh, I can't do beer. Because it's like that first run-in, it was a negative one. You're like, oh, I did not like my first experience. Mm. I don't know. Things like that. But with, like, alcohol, you can hide it. You definitely can hide the... Yeah, so it's like if you have vodka, you don't have to drink that straight. Throw orange juice in it throw cranberry in it orange so, and cranberry both of that if you are really feeling fancy on a certain <laughs> um but with beer it's like boom you're getting the uh, the swig peanut butter milk stout that's what that is that's what you're tasting you're gonna taste a little bit of peanut butter you're gonna taste a little bit of heaviness to it you're gonna taste like a might even want to throw a little maltiness in there like you're gonna you're going to taste those there's no way you can just like straight away from that you know
1: well the other thing i feel plays into it is of course marketing right um you have breweries that or beer in general is marketed to a specific type of person when you think craft beer you think white guy with a beard he might he probably has it moisturized kudos to a nice beard yes. um but could be bald or have a
0: lot like a man bun it's,
1: it's man really bun way, yeah you know, i mean you already it, know it's very hipster-esque right when you think of craft beer and black people don't necessarily associate with hipster though my wife and i call ourselves blipsters black hipsters but we just do different shit but we'll Again, later episode. Um, if breweries would market to black people, they would find more black people coming into their location. Oh yeah, for sure. And I, I feel um I feel like in larger cities where the black population is higher and more diverse. That I, I believe that breweries are learning this, and they are doing that. Good example for me would be Monday Night in Atlanta. Like in Atlanta, they have um, a couple breweries, and they have some. We ha- they have black beer drinkers, but also you have a large amount of black people. So it's a um it's a larger pool to pull from so to speak uh but the marketing piece is important but if breweries would meet black people where they are like they do tap takeovers at different bars if they were to go into a black um black community a shopping district or something and do a tap a tap takeover at a local black owned restaurant or something um that would be ideal that would make more sense And that would help increase their black drinker population. You know, breweries are starting to realize that, mainly because the market is going stagnant.
0: Very much so. And they're starting to realize, like, we can't just take names of hip-hop or black things and make it to a beer title and hope that shit works. Because more times you're going to get shut down or it's just like, you are gonna get the eye roll from people like, oh, that's that brewery that did that uh, one baby uh, beat your ass up uh, IPA, but they don't collaborate with the actual person.
1: And see, those are the type of things that like we trying we're trying to change. You know, that's the reason that I created the Black Blackberry Experience to help bridge that gap and have a place where. When breweries are looking for a way to get into the black community, they can come knocking at my door, uh, to be fully honest. that's That's
0: why I became the Bearded Brother. I just wanted to have people see someone else that looks like them into this craft beer. They know they can kind of dive into this world with a bit of confidence and they have a resource whether it is the Blackbeard Expense or the Bearded brother, they can have someone to talk to and reach out to and be able to get something in return. Um. Yeah, I'm totally here for it.
1: So wait, we have one more brew. You brought this one, so yes. I will. i let you, you know, really talk about it more. But is Hutton and Smith the good schist? Yes. Schist. I didn't. I don't have like a, a lisp.
0: That's what it says on the can. I it's you. schist. I, I, I'm a witness.
1: So what made you get this one? I'm a, I'm going to go ahead and, you know, crack it open, take a good little whiff of it, oh, yeah, get us some sure. tasters, pour it up.
0: Like the place of business I work at, a lot of people are buying six packs of these things. And I was always wondering, like, what does that taste like? And I noticed we had the singles. But the interesting thing about it is it still tastes like that super hoppy and bitter. Um, but it also has, like, a smell and taste of, like, Not really sure if it's mango or pineapple. It has like a another tropical fruit, which throws a good little twist to the taste and things like that. And it's just super easy to drink and pretty light on alcohol content. So it's not too strong. It's not going to just like hit you, and it's not going to be overwhelming at all.
1: Okay, so it's six percent. It's a pale ale. Abundant late additions and dry hopping with Huel melon highlight our American pale ale. Tropical and juicy with a firm malt backbone, this shiss is
0: definitely good. Okay,
1: Hutton and Smith, um,
0: based out of Chattanooga, so it's just a day trip away for that's Nashville it people and even Atlanta people as well.
1: So we'll we'll get into what dry hopping is. We'll even talk about some of the different hops that are in beer um in later episodes we're going to get deeper into what uh why black people not drinking beer or more like black people are drinking beer we just don't see enough
0: of it um and how we can get breweries to get into our communities and our culture properly right as well that's really important
1: We're based out of Nashville, so we both said that we're from Atlanta. We probably should have said this earlier on in the podcast, but you know, know we're drinking beer. (laughs) (laughs) What do you do? Um,
0: like like you said, what can you do? Just go with the flow, I guess.
1: Well, we're out of we're in Nashville. We're trying to break the market open in Nashville for black people. Um, We have breweries on board. They are excited to work with us and, you know, have also invited us in to record the podcast at their location. So um, I look forward to what we have coming up this season. We're going to have black entrepreneurs on here. um, People in craft beer, white, black, orange, yellow. You know, we're going to educate on beer
0: have fun with it as well. So you and can have see fun. the fun behind what we're doing and see how you can be a part of it. This So this shit is actually pretty good. So I, it's had, a I nice, had a feeling you would enjoy that.
1: I definitely drink this again. And if y'all want to keep up with what we're drinking on our uh, podcast or kind of our day-to-day excursions, beer excursions, follow us on the Swig had, um, we'd like to see what you all are drinking. So when you post, use hashtag the Swig Podcast. Um, if you want to follow what I'm doing, I'm on at the Black Bear Experience. That's on social media uh, across the board: Facebook, Meetup, and IG.
0: Um, if you want to follow me and just like my excursions just through nature and throughout life, you can just uh, check me out at the Bearded Brother. which is B E E R D E D. B-R-O-T-H-A. Um, you can just see me hanging out with Shawnee, uh, my girlfriend, or even my little nephew, or just uh, whatever I'm drinking on as well. You can see those uh, adventures there.
1: So, we're going to end this up with a nice little toast. Y'all keep drinking, and um, we'll holler at y'all at the next episode. Put your glass to the
0: Swig Podcast and keep toasting. Ah,